questions you always had. The answers you were never given. The place to seek the truth. Welcome to Veritas. We are now facing things that have never occurred, and this alone will help to keep the common hordes dazed and confused, while the criminal manipulators continue their assault on all of us, eliminating as much freedom as possible along the way. As freedom disappears, resistance will lessen, regardless whether the loss of individual freedom is accomplished by voluntary reaction or by force. This might seem contrary to what would normally be expected, but the more that people give up their freedom to seek safety for what is falsely claimed as being for the common good, the more the individual will be shunned and shamed. Without acceptance of individual intellect and truth, dissent will fade and any control by the people will eventually be lost. With that loss of control comes a loss of freedom. Those that are responsible for this massive coup are few, but those involved in its implementation include many. The many are made up of all the enforcers including the entire political class from bottom to top, and even much of the compliant citizenry, those that are the eyes of the state that voluntarily monitor their neighbors due to false fear. These are pathetic individuals, for they are directly responsible for causing their own enslavement by helping to advance the agenda of their masters. Most of them have no concept of this contradiction, for they are not able to mentally grasp the reality of their actions. My rights end where yours begin, but these days we should say my freedom doesn't end where your fear begins. The past few weeks have been intense for most. I want to start getting back to normal soon, and that includes restarting our more traditional topics. It just didn't feel right to do that in the middle of this event. But even though we'll discuss it tonight, among other topics, I want this episode to be a conversation between friends comparing notes to see what we've all learned, what our lives have been, and what we plan to do moving forward. I will add some controversial topics as well. You are listening to Veritas. If this is your first time, welcome home. To listen to tonight's full interview and all of our material, join the Veritas family and click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. You can make your purchase with a credit card, PayPal, cash, check, money order, and even cryptocurrency. We are now accepting Bitcoin, Litecoin, and Ethereum. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for Focused Life Force Energy, MMS, CBD Pure Hemp Oil, Divinia Water, Pure Organic Sulfur, Flash Drives with all our Sanitas and Veritas Seasons, and other great products. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button of our website at veritasradio.com. And if you're listening on YouTube, like, subscribe, and share it. And click the bell to be notified when new interviews are available. And now, here's your host, Mel Fabregas. Tonight's special guests are veterans of this radio program and don't require a long introduction. They are David Weiss and Jaron Campanella. David's website is stoplookthink.com. And Jaren's is Jaronism.com. They both have YouTube channels as well. David and Jaren, welcome back to Veritas. How are you? Mel, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me again. I I uh, pinch myself every day saying, you know, is this true? And and I'm pinching myself right now like I'm on Veritas 
again. And I've been here since the beginning of your journey, I believe. You certainly have. And Jen, how are you? Doing great. Thanks, Mel. I'm really happy to be here. It's always a pleasure to get to talk with you. And these are some amazing times. The world is definitely as backwards as it can get. And it's great to have some friends that we can kind of talk this out because there's a lot of people in the world that are asleep to everything going on and are just taking it on the chin. And I'm glad there's a few of us uh, still with a right and a left to block those punches, you know? And I'm glad to hear that offline we were talking and I asked you about your families and everybody's doing well. Just before we begin, I want to just share a story because if I don't share it now, I might forget, but it's important and it's relevant. A few days ago, well, actually a few weeks ago, I heard the story, but it was confirmed to me about two days ago. One of my friends, he's uh, he commands a fleet of army helicopters. And uh, when this whole thing started, apparently he got a call at three o'clock in the morning. And he was told, you need to deploy or your fleet right here to northern Arizona. It was three o'clock in the morning and bring a few dozen doctors because there's something going on in the Navajo reservation and they required immediate assistance because they don't have that many hospitals up there. And he said, wait a second, can we wait until it's dawn in the morning? Because I don't want to put my people in danger flying those choppers up there at night. Well, they said, okay, just come as early as possible. So they landed, and there was absolutely nothing but the media. No patients, nobody in distress, nobody sick. So they took all these army helicopters there and the doctors for nothing. And something else. They all returned, but they were not allowed to take the doctors back on the helicopters. The doctors were put in vans and driven down for about four or five hours instead of just heading back the same way they came in. All for optics. And when my friend asked, what is this all about? He was told, well, we need to show that this is important. And this is one story, I guarantee you, one story of many. So I just wanted to throw that out there, that these media hoaxes have been happening from the beginning. What's your reaction to this story and any others that you have heard about? Well, nothing surprises me anymore. And nothing the media does surprises me. It's all propaganda. It's all theater. It's all show. And, you know, that's why it's important to really talk these things out because there's just a lot of people who can't see it. And we see it. We call it out. I'm glad that you have that story. And, and I've heard a lot of stories like it, you know, uh, CBS News setting up fake lines at hospitals. It's yeah. all over the place what they're doing. And, you know, we're out there looking for it. We call ourselves truther. One of the things I think is incredible is that, you know, truther is now a derogatory term. It's like, what are you, some sort of truther? Yeah, I am. Yeah, I'm trying to find the truth because we are in a sea of lies. Yeah, what do you want to know the truth is what people say. <laughs> it's incredible. It's ridiculous. That or I've also heard some cops lately asking people, what are you, some sort of a constitutionalist? Yeah, right. It's like, right. yes. <laughs> oh, no, are you a sovereign citizen? Right. <laughs> I want to hear from your perspectives. I have my perspective. Let's talk about our perspectives about all of this, because people say, Mel, are you saying that this is not true? Nothing's, people are not dying. I have never said that people are not dying. People die every day from every cause, suicides, abortions, heart conditions, cancer, flu, and I can go on and on and on. The thing is, they're labeling a lot of these deaths as COVID-19. I want to hear your perspectives. Yeah, I'll start with that. Um, the numbers are being twisted beyond belief. 
the the incidence of heart attacks and strokes have almost zeroed out during the bulk of this event, and all of them have been labeled um, COVID nineteens. We we've spoken with uh, ambulance drivers, and they're saying that in New York City, uh, there's a lot more uh, DOAs um, when they arrive on nine one one calls, and you know, I said, is that COVID nineteen? And they assume it is. But what's really going on is you have people that are uh, home, not going to the hospital when they're feeling ill, uh, have heart conditions, have all sorts of conditions, and they're staying at home and they're dying at home rather than being in hospitals, either dying there or being worked on in, in heroic ways. Um, that That's just one factor of how they're twisting the numbers. Um they also, you know, they the uh, hospitals are getting paid for diagnosing with uh, someone with COVID. They they make, I think, is it nineteen thousand dollars, Jaron? Yeah, thirteen to nineteen, something like that. Uh, yeah, thir- yeah, thirteen thousand dollars, and then a di- additional. It's five thousand. I don't mean to interrupt you. Five thousand to diagnose somebody. Thirteen thousand if it comes out positive, and thirty nine thousand if it's intubated. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so you've got incentives for these guys to bulk up the numbers. And then, you know, you've got somebody like the Tanzanian president coming forward and saying, hey, <laughs> doing something far smarter than we've seen anybody in the United States or Canada do by actually sending these tests in and getting a little sample from a, a, a fruit, a pawpaw, a donkey, and, you know, sending this stuff in and coming back that those are positive. And the way the media spins everything, and I know this is coming soon. I actually looked it up on Snopes the other day just because I wanted to see, oh, what does Snopes say about this? Snope says it's uh, undeterminable at this time because all they can go off of is the Tanzanian president saying that he hasn't provided any results or anything like that. But, of course, it's just hilarious because they're going to turn this eventually and say, well, the coronavirus is a lot more prevalent than we thought. It is in fruits. It is in (laughs) monkeys. You watch. That's what's coming. And the thing is, you probably have heard even today, I mean, the restaurant business, I said it, I've heard that certain types of meat, ground beef and all that is doubling in price this week. And it makes no sense to me if the demand is still there and food is still considered an essential service, right? Why is it that so many meatpacking plants and, you know, meatpacking plants that are euthanizing their livestock and farmers that are burying their crops, that makes absolutely no sense. If the number of people existing and living in the United States hasn't changed that much, that means the supply and the demand have to match unless somebody's causing a famine. Do you think this will be the next step if they cannot conquer us with control with this pandemic? I think that we are on the edge of a famine, especially, you know, with the supply chains cut how they are. Um, I'm seeing report after report of uh, large numbers of people at meat processing uh, factories that are diagnosed positive. So those are shut down. Um, After you know, the the harvest season this year, I think we're going to go into a massive food shortage. There's a, a lot of evidence to show that. Yeah, it seems they're just taking us down any way that they can. And I think what's really going on with this whole pandemic is an attempt to bring the world basically to its knees uh, under the idea or the facade of fear. And, you know, it's been said numerous times, fear is the only contagion. It is highly contagious. And when you have the media pushing it basically on a daily or even hourly basis, and you have the world trapped at home, having to watch it, having to know where you can go and when you can go and when you can open your business and why, you've created a population that lives in fear. And when you're in a place of fear, you no longer can think clearly. You can't think rationally, and you become a slave, even worse 
than the slavery we already had. And I always say it, it's sad that I look back and I want things to go back to the way they were before. Now they've got me begging for my former slavery. Please let me go back to the slavery I had before because this is just too much. And it's insane because I don't think things will ever go back to the way they were. And speaking of the meatpacking plants, I heard of a meatpacking plant that doesn't understand that they were told to shut down sales to local wholesalers, but they're allowed to sell to China, to export their meat to China. You know, Jaron says that uh, fear is the virus. Fear is the only contagion. Uh, that's true. Fear is actually the most deadly thing on the planet. People have been diagnosed. I said planet, excuse me. Uh, people have been diagnosed with cancer and have gotten sick and died. And then they find out that they don't have cancer. Fear destroys your immune system. It destroys your cells. Think about the what's the worst kind of fear to have? What are the top two fears? Um, I would say one of them is financial uh, disaster fear. Well, we've got personal and worldwide financial disaster at a, right on top of us. It's happening. And then the other fear is, you know, fear of death, fear of a deadly virus that we've all been programmed to believe is trying to, you know, get into our bodies. So you have people at home in fear watching the news, which is toxic in, its, in itself, not going out in the sunlight and then wearing masks, rebreathing their own bacteria, rebreathing their own carbon dioxide. This is the exact opposite of what you would want to do to make people healthy. You are the, when when the fall comes around this fall, people are going to be at their lowest level of um, immunity. And then we're going to go into the fall. And I believe they're already forecasting it. They're programming us for this. We're going to go into the second wave, real or fake. It doesn't matter if people believe it. It's real. And Dave, you said it best, too, there when you said, that, you know, one of the biggest fears is the fear of death. And I think people have forgotten that there's so much more to life than the avoidance of death. There's so much more to life. But what they've convinced everybody of is that nothing supersedes the fear of death. And so they've got us all just so worried about dying and who's going to get it. And you're going to lose family members and you're going to cause your grandparents to get sick and die. You're going to murder your grandparents that people have forgotten that there's more to life than just that. And I don't know where, when people will stand up. They've already started. There's been protests and things like that. Yes. But stand up to another degree. Uh, it's going to have to be soon because people are losing their jobs. People are dying for lots of other reasons now. And they're going to start to realize that it's not the virus that is causing these deaths. It's the government's reaction to this pandemic that is going to start causing all these deaths. So I'm just hoping people stand up and realize, you know, I've talked about it before, but the, you know, we could save lives on the road if we had a stop sign every 20 feet or if the speed limit was 20 miles per hour everywhere. But there's a reason that we don't do that because it's ridiculous. And yet we've allowed them to completely shut down lives to where people can't even leave their own house. They can't operate their own business. And I've got a lot of people coming around saying, well, Jaron, what do you side with? You side with these people that say we have to get out because they need haircuts. Well, maybe I don't, but I do side with the people that have built their business. They're barbers. They've you know, invested their entire life to operating this business. They have every right to stay open if they want. They have every right to allow whoever wants to come in and get their haircut to do so. That's their livelihood. So it may not be a big deal to you, but it's a big deal to other people. We take risks every single day. Getting in my car, that's a risk. How many automobile accidents do we get every year? Are we going to stop driving because there are drunk drivers out there? No, we don't. So we need to understand... And I know I sound like a broken record, but I don't get tired of repeating this. Economic health is inextricable from public health. They have to coexist. 
And all you need to do, and I'm not a scientist, but I can look at data. And if I look at the data saying that so far this flu season, we have we've had more deaths from regular influenza than COVID-19. Why is it that we're not stopping the world for the flu? Now, are you familiar? There was the, the pandemic in 1968 called yes. the H3, H3N2. Woodstock. Yep. And in the middle of this pandemic, which was bigger than this, they had Woodstock. Um, the, you know, we've been told that all you people that are going out without masks, that are going to protest, you're all going to get sick and die. Well, none of us are. You know, Jaron was at a protest. How long ago, Jaron? That was on May 1st. So 13. How are you feeling? You okay? I'm dying here. My fever's well. <laughs> just kidding. No, I'm doing fan- fantastic. And we were in huge crowds, almost like a mosh pit when the uh, police decided to get involved and uh, try to infringe on people's rights. And, you know, how do you know when you stop being governed and start being ruled? It's when your leaders tell you where and when you can and can't protest. That is ridiculous. And I've heard a lot of people say that, well, you know, your rights weren't taken away. Well, what do you mean? I have the right to protest. That's our only co- combat to tyrannical governments is to get out there and say we disagree. And then you have the police show up and push us off the property saying, nope, you're standing too close together because of these orders by the governor that say that you're going to get people sick. You can no longer protest. How is that a right if it can be taken from you? <laughs> it's ridiculous. It can't be a right if somebody can just come along and say, oh, you don't have that right anymore. Well, then that's not a right. Is something really a right if it can simply be removed? Absolutely not. So it's ridiculous. And yeah, it was, uh, I'm still feeling fine. And I don't know anybody that's been to any of these protests that's gotten sick, but that's the idea. That's what the mainstream media will try and tell you is look at when we have a second spike in this and everything goes up and more deaths are being counted, that it's because of those who reopened too early and those that got out and protested. How dare them? They are costing lives, not saving lives like Burger King and Taco Bell are doing. Another point on fear, besides making you physically ill, lowering your immunity, uh, when you're in fear, this is what the government knows this, that if they put you in fear, you'll beg for their help, that you will give what you'll give up your God given natural rights. And uh, and and in fear, the government can control you. It's the old Hegelian dialectic. Uh, They put us in fear. We beg for their help. They give us their solution that they wanted in the first place. Well, think about all the people that are anti-vaxxers who may say, I'd never get a vaccine. Well, all of a sudden, if the government did come out, keep people home another two, three, four, five months, and then said, well, in order to get back to work, in order to buy and sell, in order to uh, operate your business, you're going to need to get this vaccine. Well, they just flipped a ton of people who formerly said they weren't going to get a vaccine. Well, now if their very livelihood depends on it, people will be clamoring for it. People will be lining up for something that they thought they would never take. It's a brilliant scam by those in charge. The um, vaccines, the words, the term anti-vaxxer is weaponized just like conspiracy theorists. I'd rather say I'm a a vaccine educated because if you talk to people that don't like anti-vaxxers, ask them to name three ingredients that go into a vaccine. They can't. They don't know what vaccines are made of. They don't know that there's no testing. They don't know that the uh, drug companies have complete immunity from, uh, from, you know, and it, from killing people and they kill people all the time. They don't know that the, the it's been proven these damages from vaccines. Um, they, and they just believe that having these toxic substances injected into babies, into yourself are somehow going to make you strong. The CDC says, 
If you get coronavirus full blown and then you recover a week, two, two days, whatever it takes, and you're fully recovered, you probably don't have the enough immunity that you won't be that you could be subject to get it again. You might get it again is what they say. But if you allow them to inject you with this virus that they admittedly don't understand, then that will give you the immunity. That's taking your common sense and trading it for nonsense. And this is what I understand when I, 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 I try not to discuss this topic with anybody in my circle because most people are very pro-vaxxer. And if I'm ever asked, I say, it's not that I'm anti-vax, I'm pro-informed consent. If I you ask you, my doctor, can you guarantee the safety of my child? If the answer is no, why would I even play Russian roulette? And by the way, the only truth that you get from a vaccine is on the label. Well, guess what? People don't want to read. It looks like a a movie poster. That's how big the, 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 the inserts are. So many things. There are no safety studies. And the amount of stuff that's inside, why in the world? If, if I had your child, if I try to give your child one of those ingredients, I will go to jail for poisoning the child. Now, why am I going to give this amalgamation of things and inject it into my bloodstream? If you tell that to an anti-vaxxer, it's almost as if you're going blah, 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 with, with my my hands covering my ears. They just don't want the facts. Right. If you draw, if the doctor drops the vial in the room and it breaks, it's a toxic waste and they're supposed to evacuate Hashmat the building. Suits. Yeah. It's, it's just incredible the amount of ignorance there is. And, and people are like, what about polio? Well, if you, if you research the, the truth about polio and what happened and, and how it was diagnosed, and it's, it's complete and total nonsense. Um, but he, here's the thing. Knowing about that, va- not knowing about vaccines is easy. You don't know. Doctors aren't taught about vaccines. They're taught that, you know, hey, in, if, if you give all your patients, all of your practice, the vaccine, you get paid X amount per patient and you get a bonus if you get up to 90 whatever percent of your practice are vaccinated. Um, they don't know what's in them themselves. You know, you hand the doctor a, a, a form saying that you'll take full responsibility for any damage to my child. The doctor will never sign it. So it's incredible. That's right. And, you know, if you look at the statistics, when disease was going down, down, down in nature, all of a sudden sanitation and plumbing came along and it matched the time when vaccines came along. And everybody says, look, look at the chart. Vaccines came along, but they don't tell you. Yeah, but that's when sanitation and plumbing came along, too. Part of the... When, when the polio vaccine came, uh, they also changed the diagnosis of those symptoms to uh, like viral meningitis or some form of that. So not only, you know, everyone got the polio vaccine. Now the doctors are told, hey, those symptoms mean viral meningitis. Guess what? Polio has been erad- eradicated. You know, polio started when they were spraying DDT on apples. And kids were eating these apples. So all these kids were coming down with paralysis, with, uh, you know, lesions on their spine and, and getting uh, paralyzed. And, and people, they want to trust doctors. They want to, the, you know, these doctors, they're wearing a white lab coat. They must know something. They went to medical school. Um, not too long ago, they were spraying DDT in kids' beds. They were spraying DDT on kids. They, on their, they, in their they heads. Just, yeah. They, they, they were spraying it. Like when I was a kid, my father got pure DDT. He was like, oh, I got pure DDT. We don't have to worry about the bugs when we're fishing. And uh, it, it's it's incredible that people just trust doctors. Um, a point I want to make before I forget is 
Now, you on your Sanitas and even on Veritas, you've had many whistleblowing doctors on and uh, doctors that have alternative treatments uh, that cure people. You know, many cancer patients are sent home to die and after multiple opinions, and then somebody will take them in like Gerson or, or whoever and cure them, you know, cure them with natural methods. These doctors are, they have their, they're jailed. They have their licenses taken away. They have to move to other countries like Jennifer Daniels with her treatments with, uh, with, um, with, uh, what's the word? Um, Vantril? No, no, with, um, Castor oil. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I know what you're talking about. It's it's the, it's the pain thinner. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I know. I know. What is it? Um, yeah. Jaren, what is it called? (laughs) I'm totally spacing out. It'll come to me because I take it. Um, Turpentine with uh, gum spirits. So, there you go, turpentine. And, and you learn about what turpentine is. It's just it's just uh, it's pine sap. It's distilled pine sap. Um, these these people are have their medical licenses taken away. But now we have Bill Gates, no medical license, no training whatsoever, a computer nerd. Uh, he's dictating the to the world that they need this vaccine that's coming uh, injected into them. It's incredible. And, you know, and you're right, Dave, with so many doctors coming out, speaking out, so many nurses, and you've got people like YouTube who now are not going to allow videos from anyone, even doctors, who go against the WHO directives. And people need to recognize the writing on the wall when you start to see stuff like this. It's like, wait a second. So now it's not just that we have to listen to only authoritative sources. Now it's only the authoritative sources that repeat the mainstream narrative. And that's where things just get ridiculous. That's where there is no more free speech. There is no way to get out your message. And it just really corners these doctors into a place where they have no choice but to repeat what they've been taught and to pretend like they back it and love it. Because if they go off the script and say, well, I don't think the virus theory is correct for this reason or that reason, your video will be removed and you will be ostracized in the media and uh, called names on social media. And then what kind of practice are you going to have? Just just today, uh, as the day we're recording this, um, nurse Kate Shimarani, I think her name is, the blonde nurse that uh, uh, a natural nurse in a toxic world, I believe, is her website or something close to that. Uh, She's been doing these great short videos on uh, the dangers of vaccines. And today she put one out on the dangers of wearing a face mask. Um, And her YouTube channel was just deleted today. I have a feeling I have a feeling that this face mask situation, because even Fauci. A few weeks ago, said no in 60 minutes that no, no, it's not recommended to wear masks. And so, so much evidence coming out that wearing masks is going to lower your immune system. You're going to choke on your own carbon dioxide. And even I have some of my associates who are forced, mandated to wear the masks. They tell me, I'm not feeling well. And it's not because I'm getting covered, but it's because I'm getting getting dizzy, breathing my own stuff all the time. And I feel bad that I have to tell him, you need to go home then. But uh, speaking of Bill Gates, who made him chief medical officer of the world, emperor, king, and the decider of who gets to live and who doesn't? Also, by the way, since you were talking about doctors, I posted a, uh, a video of a protest that happened just a few days ago in Dallas, I believe. And it was a doctor who was asked to, to speak, and she was explaining what she does in her office and people coming to her, and she using, she's using hydroxychloroquine. Nothing of what she said was, you know, uh, out of the ordinary. Boom, that video was removed. And everything she said there made a lot of sense. Did you see that video? 
Yeah, but it but it went against the WHO, and and YouTube has said that anything that goes against the WHO is harmful misinformation. And this is what's going to continue down the road. I mean, we can see more things like this happening. Say, evolution. Evolution is what is taught in schools, right? It is what is mandated to be taught all over. So pretty soon, if you say anything different, well, guess what? That's going to be removed from YouTube. Why? Because you're going against the narrative. You're going against what is being taught. And by doing that, you're just causing distrust in the system. If, if I'm able to go on YouTube and say, hey, here's the reasons I don't think evolution is true. Here's why I think we come from a true creator. If I start saying that, well, pretty soon, and it may not be today, but these are the signs of what's to come, that they'll be able to remove that because it's harmful misinformation. Do you get the the notion that I've been saying this for years, but China is our beta test. They've been trying all of this with China, the Sesame Credit, the social score, the face recognition technology. And now we have Bill Gates with the cryptocurrency and the tattoo and the injection of hydrogel, all this stuff coming to the United States. Once this comes here, the entire world is going to go into the umbrella of one world government. Please change my mind because I don't want to spread fear, but I don't see any other way that they're shutting down Disney, they're shutting down Las Vegas and all these people who are behind the scenes part of this and the 1,300 CEOs who resigned last year. You're going to tell me they didn't know something was coming up? They all got out of the market just in time. Uh, there, there's so much evidence of people having foreknowledge of this. Uh, I had done a, a Google search. Oh, oh, this was a while ago. And I set the date range to before uh, COVID uh, ever became a thing. And there was tons of articles. There was tons of stuff, just like all these other events where they, for some reason, they put it out early. Maybe it's to you know, get into the ether. I, I'm not sure why, or maybe just how it works, but that this stuff has been put out there. The good news is there's no such thing as a mandatory vaccine. They can only make you think there's a mandatory vaccine. There's no such thing as a police officer required to hold you down or bring you in and force you to take medication. However, there is such a thing as a police officer that believes that that piece of paper he's holding is forcing him to do it. Uh, you know, the the once you you give up, once you surrender, once you stand under the people. Uh, that you think are your superiors and you're following their orders, now you're an order follower. As Mark Passio says, there's no worse person in the world than an order follower. And so so there's no way um, that they can have mandatory vaccines. They can get it to the point where people are begging for vaccines. One way they're going to do it right now, Mel, you could uh, probably attest to this with your businesses is uh, there's so many people out of work in the service industry and in the food industry, um, but they're getting government stimulus, which may even pay them more than they, they had before. Jaron said on our on our Monday night show the other night that um, he was once told that if you want to invent something that's successful, if you can invent something that makes people more lazy, it'll be a success. Well, paying people more than they were making when they worked and giving them all the time off is a is a is a is a, is a winner in that category. There's so many people right now that are enjoying this, that are enjoying their stimulus checks and their unemployment. But there's going to come a day very soon when there's a vaccine that they're going to say you need to go get tested and have the vaccine, or you no longer get these checks that you are completely reliant on now. And that's that's not a mandatory vaccine. That's just trapping you into 
accepting a vaccine. Well, that's the way they do it. And the same thing goes for mass surveillance of basically your every step, right? And people will just start demanding it. That's the scary part. Why? Well, because they can't force surveillance on people. If they did that, people wouldn't stand for it. But when you call it all of a sudden contract tracing and you say, in order for people to go back to work, we need you to download this app that tells us where you've been, who you've talked to, who they've talked to. Well, again, if you require it of people in order for them to go back to work, if you require it of them in order for them to make a living, all of a sudden people will say, well, where do I download this? How do I download this app? And all of a sudden you've just granted the one thing that people have always stood up against, which is uh, over surveillance from the government. It's ridiculous. That is not freedom when the government tracks your every step. No, they, they take us, they're, they're tiptoeing us through this. They, they move forward as far as, fa- far as, they, as far as they can. Then they back off a little bit, give you a little breather. Then they take it a little farther forward. And we've seen this. They just keep, you know, making it worse and worse. 15 years ago when I, when I you know, first got into this, or how long has it been? 15, 20 years ago. Um, I used to tell people that they're listening to our phone calls. And people said, you can't do that without a warrant. That's crazy. Okay. And now we know not only are they recording and transcribing every single thing we say, even when we're not on the phone and every email, they're now watching us everywhere we are. They're tracking our every movement and they want to make it so it becomes part of our bodies. You know, with this uh, digital, this uh, certificate of digital vaccination ID, which -hmm. stands for COVID, Mm -hmm. C-O-V-I-D. Um, that Bill Gates is pushing, they want to put uh, micro, you know, nanobots combining with your DNA, basically turning us into a GMO. I know that sounds crazy, but that's what they want to do. That's what Microsoft has patent uh, NW2020 060606. Mm-hmm. And you're right, Dave, our rights don't get taken all at once. They could never get away with that. They get taken little by little, a little here, we accept it a little more there, and we accept it. And this just seems a little bit accelerated, but at the same time, they're doing it in a way where people are accepting each step of it. And they watch what goes on around them. And, you know, if if they said, oh, people should wear masks, and everyone stood up for themselves and said, I don't think it's important, I don't think we need to wear masks, and nobody saw masks out there, nobody would wear masks. But what happened was you have people that are surrounded by fear. It's what they live in. And they go out and they see a mask, and then another wears a mask. And before you know it, now you go out, at least in my state of California, and it's 99% masks, and now uh, you're not even allowed to go into most places without one. Let me unpack some of the things you said. First, about masks. I used to remember, well, well, it's still happening every day almost, when you see the chemtrails, but there are certain days that you look at it and you think, how come people are not wearing masks when they see the sky like that? But it's a blue sky, and you see people walking or running with the mask or riding their bikes with their masks. And about the... uh, Contact tracers are really one to dissect this. But let me get this straight. This is from a meme. Let me get this straight. There are automated contact tracking apps for COVID-19 that are backed by national government, but none for pedophiles or rapists. You can only go to a certain app and find out who lives close to you, but you can never see their movement because that's not constitutional. Right. <laughs> right. Isn't that uh, private information? No, not, not in this case. There's no more privacy. Uh, except for those. But uh, it's crazy, man. It's too easy to rule over people when dissent is not allowed. you know. And we have a First Amendment for a reason. I'm hoping people get out there and really speak out because the media is the, is the one here. They're no longer questioning authority. They basically collude with authority. 
you know, they work on their behalf and they're the ones pushing these whole ideas. I mean, nobody would even know what contract tr- contact tracing was unless it's the media out there telling people, this is what you need. This is the only way you're going to be able to get back to work. And then you've got people who download it. And you're absolutely right. How is it not allowed that we're able to track people who have been, you know, convicted of, of crimes against children, uh, but you can track who's talked to who. And again, people are welcoming it. That's That's the scariest part. And that's the problem. In my opinion, the biggest threat to all of this, aside from those draconian laws that are coming, because if you thought 9-11 was bad, this is not going to go away. But in my opinion, it is the compliant ones, the sheep, the drones. I don't want to denigrate a lot of these people who are th- thinking they're doing the right thing. But look in Washington. Restaurants will be allowed to open for dine-in with one condition and one condition only. They have to register every single person that comes to the restaurant so people can report it, the owners can report to the authorities. If I am ever mandated to do that, that will be the day that I shut down forever. Also, months ago, I got uh, credit cards coming to me saying, we will give you $10,000, but you have to stop taking cash. I said, absolutely not. Not that I even take that much cash because most people pay with a credit card. But when they tell me what I can do in that that kind of way by giving me money, I do not respond well that way. The, the World Health um, or the World Health Organization um, announced at, at a meeting this. I was looking for when did they declare this to be um, a coronavirus pandemic? And the only thing I could find is he said the the this could be characterized as a pandemic, and the mainstream media. All of them doing the same exact line, just like we've seen where they parrot, you know, they're all saying the same thing, said the World Health Organization has declared coronavirus as a pandemic. And they never declared it. They said it could be characterized. So, again, there's the media just pushing the agenda. This isn't independent media. These are just parrots uh, putting out what their masters are telling them. But if you tell, I tell some of my people, some of my associates, some of them are scared. I don't know if I want to go back to work yet. And I tell them, look at the data. You have a 99.5% survival rate. But, but, but CNN says this and this other says that. Who do I need to listen to? I need to listen to the experts. They settled science. Is this settled science when every single model and the assumptions are, have been proven wrong, yet we're listening to these so-called experts and that we need to stay at home for two years, even though that we know their, their, their assumptions and their models are wrong. And also, they have their, what is it, uh, the, the models for COVID-19 deaths. What about the models for prolonged quarantines, the deaths about those, the suicides, the abortions, the, the rest of them that I said? Not a single model is talking about the fallout of this fear pandemic. So so here's something very interesting. You know, this happened during our cold and flu season in the north. And, you know, people, the cold and flu season comes every year. The number of people that died of influenza last year is very similar to the number of people that have died of COVID this year. Uh, this and we're coming out of that. Uh, they still have people in fear wearing face masks. As I said, going into the fall, uh, people are going to be at their lowest rate. So we might have a bigger um, issue next year with health. But during this, it's the southern uh, outer you know, outer countries that have their summer. Um, how did they fare? I was talking to a friend in Australia. Do you know how many deaths are reported? You know, these are reported. I'll, I'll assume they're all COVID-related. 
um, in Australia. Do you know the number? Tell me. It's 100. Huh. 100. So that makes perfect sense for this is just the seasonal flu and people with weak immunities are you know, getting ill and having, having issues, they're being, you know, aggravated. You know, if you go into a hospital and they think you have COVID and you're, you're really sick, they might give you an antiviral shot, which could make you worse. Then they'll put you on a ventilator, which could collapse your lungs. I mean, you don't know what's happening. You lose all of your rights. And now people are afraid to go into the hospital. They're really sick, not with COVID and they're having, you know, it, it's getting worse. So this entire solution that they came up with is far worse than the actual problem. And you can't even get visits in the hospital. So you're there by yourself. You're not feeling well. And you can't even make you can't even have somebody help you with decisions. And they're being forced with these ventilators. And not to mention the fact that the tests themselves are flawed. Right. Right? We've already seen 80 percent false positives. Uh, first, we hear that. Now we hear that fruits and donkeys and miscellaneous samples are coming back positive. So at some point, people need to recognize that this whole thing is garbage and the response to it is even worse than that. And yet people have allowed it because they're put in this place of fear. And I mean, I place all the blame on the media. The media has been absolute garbage throughout this whole thing. They tell you one thing one day, it changes the next day, and they're just doing nothing but scaring people. And again, there's a reason for that. People have to remember the media makes its money from advertisements. And it's not like the media is a uh, tax paid for thing where they're on the people's behalf. No, they're corporations. These are companies that need to make money. They make money by having advertisements. So they make more money the more people that are home, the more people that are watching TV. So do you think they want to tell people, oh, we think you should get back to work and stop consuming our product? Or do you think it's better for them to scare the living daylights out of you and tell you you better sit in front of the TV every hour because we'll give you the latest update. We'll tell you where you can and can't go, what you can and can't open. And guess what? The entire time you do that, they make more money. It's a brilliant scam. I, you know, I'm glad you're saying that because I have these these little episodes that I call Corona Chronicles. And I wanted to just make him in a way so that people who were not awake were not scared. It was not conspiratorial. It was fact-based. And from the beginning, I talk about the goal for one and how they lied to us and the Smith-Mont Act that changed in 2012 or 2013 where they could actually lie to us in the United States legally and since 2013, what do we get? A lot of the school shootings happened. And this is when the Smith-Mont Act was authorized to lie in the United States. You know, the media, the media is owned by Big Pharma. The only two countries in the world that are allowed to advertise direct to consumer Big Pharma advertising is the United States and New Zealand. So this is why you see the Johns Hopkins little clock with all the deaths coming up. It's the same sponsor that sponsored, who was one of the sponsors that sponsored event 201 in October. So when you see this Hydra working all together, but you tell that to most people, they say, and why would they do that? I don't think they're capable of doing that. I don't think just a few people uh, are able to conduct this operation. Really? Just like David Icke said, only a few people were the ones behind this and the whole world is locked down right now. Mm-hmm. And I agree with what Jaron's saying, but it's not just the media trying to make money. The media is part of the control system. They they're told what to do, and it just works. Mm-hmm. You know the way the way they're doing it. They're keeping everybody planted in front of it. It's instilling fear. I always say, if you grab somebody from like the 1960s or 50s and you brought them to today, sat them in a room, turned on CNN for an hour, and came back, I bet you they'd be dead. They wouldn't be able to handle it because they're like, what the heck happened to the world? It's pure fear. And we're just, we've just grown accustomed to it. The, an analogy I make is um, 
we all remember the exorcist back from the, I think it was in the seventies and we'd scared yeah. the, the heck out of us back then. But if you watch it today, you can almost sit down with your youngster and laugh at it because it's so ridiculous. Um, you know, same with jaws. It was, it per- petrified everybody, but, um, you know, so we're sitting down in front of the news, getting that fear every day, and we don't even notice it. And it's releasing that cortisol. It's making us addicted to the news because we need that release of that fear release from our brain. And if you threaten to take that away by saying, hey, this uh, Corona thing isn't something to be afraid of, people will fight subconsciously to maintain that fear. Your your employees that said um, they, they're, they're afraid to come back, you know, they, they, they want to wear a face mask. Um if you look at even, you know, even if you believe that the viruses are what they say, uh, the size that they tell us the viruses, uh, a mask would do nothing. That would be like using a chain link fence to keep out mosquitoes. It makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. No, and I agree with you, Dave, too, because we need to see what's going on. The media is the tool because just like we were all told about this war on drugs, right? And they're the ones who were bringing in the drugs. And then there was the war on terror. And we know <laughs> they created the 9-11, the whole weapons of mass destruction. There was no weapons of mass destruction. It's all fear, and it's all sold by these mainstream media. So now when we hear about, or the same thing with arms dealings, right, and the illegal gun trade, and then we found out, no, they were the actual ones bringing in the guns. Now we've got this fear of this virus. We need to recognize these patterns and start to pay attention because they're right in front of our faces. You know, I'm sure that when you were younger, you're – Family told you, you go outside, get in the ocean, get in the sun, get under a waterfall, dig your feet in the ground. This is the way we grew up. We coexisted with bacteria, which is what increases our immune system. Now we're told the exact opposite. And it just it, it reminded me of a, an interview I did with Dr. Uh, what's his name? I forgot. But it's all about voltage. Uh, Jerry, Dr. Jerry, I forgot his last name. But he almost died. And what he found out was it was his lack of voltage. This is what's happening right now. All those people that keep saying stay at home, save lives, and they're at home, not getting vitamin D3, and I'm not a doctor, so FDA, you know where I'm standing here. But all these people that are saying stay home, they're they're decreasing their voltage. Our bodies are electromagnetic. When you're outside, you build your battery. When you're inside and you don't do any of these things, your voltage goes down and your immune system goes down, and you're basically opening the doors to anything that can affect you. It, there was, I forget the doctor's name, but in uh, back when tuberculosis was. Jerry Tennant. Uh, um, Jerry Tennant is his name. Yeah, the, the doctor that was told he was going to die, he, he went upstate New York and he basically um, just went out and got sunlight and was fine. He ended up opening up uh, a facility and brought tuberculosis patients up there and they all recovered because his rule was they had to stay outside from for like six to 12 hours a day or whatever the number was um, and just get sunlight. And it cured them. So there, there's, I mean, there's not some truth to what you're saying. There's all truth to what you're saying. There's, we need fresh air. We need sunlight. We need to um, inhale pure spirit and exhale everything that comes out and not have it trapped in a mask. The other thing is this whole uh, social distancing. We are social beings. We need to touch each other, even a handshake, a hug better. We need to be uh, close to people. Uh, When you're talking to somebody and looking at them, if they're not speaking real truthful words, you can tell by the micro expressions on their face. You can walk into a room and see somebody, they don't have to say anything, and you already know how they are. So now they have us, don't touch me, 
be afraid of me because I'm healthy, but I could be carrying a deadly virus and I'm hiding my face from you behind this mask. When you put on that mask, you are giving up your rights. You are submitting to your master. And and I will not put on a mask. Uh, we we came up with some. Uh, Sophia Smallstorm and I we put together some face mask exemption cards, and they work like a dream. Going to Costco, going anywhere, basically, you know, they can't deny you service if you have a disability. And my disability is I suffer from hypoxia, let alone asthma, which I won't even put on top of it. But hypoxia is if I don't get enough oxygen, I'll die, and that's fact. <laughs> Everybody so, is, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So you're not even lying. But uh, when you hand this card, when you go in and tell you have a disability, half the time they won't even look at the card. They're like, okay, go ahead in. But uh, other times they're like, what? You hand them the card and you and you just walk let in. Me ask and- you, let me ask you this. Uh, this is serious because I discussed this in, in one of the Corona Chronicles, but I don't go shopping. My wife is the one that goes out there. But I wanted to experiment. If I had a little plastic cover to cover it nicely and wear it on my neck, if I go to Costco or any place that's demanding, So when you show that, are they going to tell you, no, this is a private store and we don't have to allow you? Or are you just, okay, just go ahead. Let me tell you what happened. I went to Costco. Um, I I made sure I grabbed the cart from the parking lot because I didn't want to grab one of the ones that was sprayed with the poison. I get up in the line to get in. The guy comes to me. I'm like, don't spray my cart. I'm good. Don't have a mask on. No one says anything to me. I go in. There's like five managers at the front and they're like, oh, excuse me, sir. You have to, you have to wear a mask. And he points to his mask. And I said, sorry. I have a uh, disability. I handed him the card. <laughs> this is the first time I used it. And, I, and then I just said, I, I'm not required to. I handed him the card and I walked in. I expected him to come after me, but he didn't. But about five or 10 minutes later in the store, the guy I handed the card came up to me and he tapped me on the shoulder. And I'm like, all right, here we go. And he goes, sir, sorry about that at the front. He goes, but you know, we're required to ask. Thank you for standing up. For wow, this nonsense. really? And then I talked, I started telling him about the dangers of wearing a mask. He's like, yeah, I know, I know, you know, he's good, but I got to wear it. You know, it's my job. And then, then when we're done, he goes, do you have another one of those cards? <laughs> <laughs> really? And I gave him a card. So I actually uh, went to, I, I just ordered online um, a, a thousand of the cards because I want to hand them to people. I don't want to show it to them and walk away. I want to hand it to them and walk away. And when I'm walking down the line and I see other people with their mask you know, down around their neck because they're just so upset that they have to wear it, I want to give them a card and I want to educate them. I also have other cards talking about um, how dangerous, uh, on the card it talks about how dangerous it is, but another card that talks about what a virus really is, the ex- exomes, exome, exosomes, exosomes, exosome theory. And just to educate people a little bit, because um, people are interested. So it works like a dream. People are nervous, but every, uh, I've, I have them on the website where people can download them. Everyone is sending me stories. It's like, it worked like a dream. People are like, no problem. They wave me right in half the time. They won't even look at it. So I encourage everyone to, uh, Download them, just laminate one, put it in your pocket, print out a bunch, and uh, they're amazing. And sometimes want, yeah. it takes a little longer than others, but it still does work. We saw a guy trying to get into Walmart, and it was about a 15-minute thing where they were telling him, no, you know, you can't come in. He said, I've got a medical disability, and this is discrimination based on my disability. And they said, nope, the sign on the door says you have to have a mask. And he says, yeah, that's not a law. That's just some sign anybody can print anything on says, call your manager, call whoever. They ended up calling the police. And when they're on the phone with the police and they said, we got this guy here with a disability. And they said, okay, oh, okay, I'll let him know. 
then they hung up the phone and they said, oh, I guess you can come in. So <laughs> they learned the, the hard way. But basically, people just need to do this because the more places you do that, then they won't stop people anymore, right? So well, it's, it's, it's the whole compliance thing. Remember some time ago when you went to Walmart and you had this somebody checking on your receipt and everybody would comply? I would always say, nope, you don't need that. You don't need that. You're, you're not legal. What? Sure, you have to. No, you don't need that. And I would always go my way. When you go to Costco, you have an agreement. You have a membership that's totally different. But when I see people, they're complying and giving the receipt all the time. I'm thinking, what other things can they get away with? For example, the mass situation. You know, in my case, I am claustrophobic. If, if, the, if all of a sudden I feel like I'm choking, I feel claustrophobic. I'm, I'm going to use the hypoxia alternative now, but I do need one of those cards to wear them because I don't want to be wearing them at all. Right. It's, it's, it's bad. It's, it's unhealthy. Uh, there's gum disease and all sorts of fungal mouth problems are going to be on the rise. Uh, there's going to be, you know, besides the disconnection from your fellow human being and it, it's, it's, It is the problem. Face masks are going to cause more illness than anything else. You know, face mask with fear, with no sunlight, add all these things together. It's just like, you know, vaccines with the chemtrails, with the GMOs. You add all these things together. The synergistic toxicity of all of this will make you sick. I am willing to bet, Dave and Jaren, that this is part of the plan, that they know that masks are counterproductive to the whole pandemic, but they know this causes disease and they want to inflate these numbers as much as possible. And as you said, Jaren, when the fall comes and people's immune system is so depleted because they have been wearing a mask, staying inside in the dark, and then boom. Oh, guess what? We got a second wave now. We need to shut down again. But honestly, I don't think people will be complying as much as they did now. No, no. So either, and then if you look at what we're talking about too, the mask, of course, what it was, what it would cause is problems with your breathing, problems with your lungs, chest issues, and that's the exact symptom of what they're trying to stop. So you're just going to cause more people, and we're already hearing from nurses that when people go in, they're afraid, they can't breathe, and that's one of the problems. Even if you look up Germanic medicine, uh, that that's one of the things that connects with the idea of fear. Fear takes place in your ability to breathe clearly. And we all, we all know that. That's why when you're scared, you can't catch your breath. Uh, these things are connected. Do you think, and I hate to even ask this question, but God forbid one of your loved ones says, you know what, I'm not feeling well. I need to go to the hospital. All of a sudden, one of those faulty tests is used. And they said, oh, guess what? You have COVID-19. We need to separate you. Now you're quarantined inside of a room. And then they keep telling you up in the ante and saying, you know what? Your lungs are going to suffer. We need to intubate you. Otherwise, you're going to die. The person can't even talk to you or have you there just to help with their recommendation. And a lot of these old folks in New York, that's what's happening. They're telling them, if you don't put, if you're not intubated, you're going to die. Sign this release. And guess what? 80% chance and they die. And that's what's been happening there. And, and if you don't sign it, and if we don't do it, you have to sign this DNR, and that scares the heck out uh, of them. And wow. so they, then they agree. It's all fear. They're, they're just afraid. They're, they're, it's, it's, a, it's an amazing system. And then people say, well, are all the doctors and nurses in on it? No, they're just players. They don't know. They're doing what they're told. It, it's, it's really a very uh, scary and sad situation. But the question is, Mel, you know, I, I, I got, I, I, I never get sick. I got sick this year. I got the flu in December 
Uh, I was down and out for a solid week and I, I had a cough for the next eight weeks. Um, and then I went down to Puerto Rico and it all went away. I was out in the sun, got my feet in the sand and, and I was able to shake it off. But if I had gotten that in March, um, I, they would, they would have said I had COVID I I'm, you know, and who knows what would have happened. And then if I bought into the whole thing and added fear on top of that, uh, 13, 14 years ago, I was changing jobs and, uh, it was a big change for me. And I had a panic attack. I, I thought I was dying. I couldn't breathe. My uh, heart hurt. I ended up going to the emergency room. They did, uh, you know, they scoped my heart through my leg. I mean, I went through the whole thing and they, my, everything was perfectly healthy on me. It was just a, a panic attack where I didn't even know I was afraid. Okay. I mean, I kind of knew, you know, how I was feeling, but that's, that's how powerful fear is. Okay. And the, the fear that people are in right now and the disconnection from other people, um, is so far worse than what I went through. It's unbelievable. Puerto Rico, voter for Puerto Rico, you know, years ago, I got pictures from thousands of female coffins that they were getting, and they were asking me, what do you think this is? Well, we think we know now, but they got the, the hurricanes, they got the earthquakes, they got COVID-19 now, and it's like a prison down there. You can't even go out. It's just incredible. In the tropics, when, you know, you hardly have any people who are sick there from anything, and all of a sudden, everybody believes that this is going to, the boogeyman's going to eat you. But, you know, Gerard, you, you mentioned CBS News. They were caught with their pants down in New York with a big line of testing and all the nurses were of his project Veritas who actually went there and interviewed them. And they said, yep, all of a sudden we were let go and we were called saying, you show up tomorrow morning. And they all showed up and this this huge line of cars and they found out that it was just faked. So the media keeps pumping up these numbers. But let me just, before we break, Spanish flu. Everybody thinks of the Spanish flu and how bad it was. Well, you have to understand that this was created in the United States. It was told Spanish flu because Spain was not at war. He had an open society and, and the press, and that's why everybody thought it's Spain. But in the United States, I've seen pictures. Outside of the tents, the nurses are putting the, the patients outside on, in the sun. Why is that? And their beds are inclined. What do you think of that, Dave, since you, I know you discussed the inclined bed therapy? We, uh, I believe, Jaron, your bed's inclined. My, my bed's inclined. Oh, Jaron, you it. too. You did it too. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, good. Got rid of my lower back issues, and my wife's very happy because I no longer snore. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, Same it here. cuts down the snoring, and and the di you know your digestion works at night. It's it's amazing. Not only it's that, but it's probably the number one health thing that affects my life. It's amazing. When I go to a hotel. I, I feel the difference when I'm sleeping flat. And uh, what is it? Uh, I'm trying to think of that doctor that I interviewed at the beginning of Veritas. Uh, gosh, that he died. Uh, I forgot his name. But anyway, when you're, you're uh, the acid, uric acid, uric acid at night, you need to be able to sleep. And you need to be inclined to be able to get rid of all your uric acid. And I don't have any mucus. I don't have any, uh, I'm not, I don't snore anymore. I don't have any pain I hardly exercise sometimes, but I don't feel like I have to anymore. Because when you're inclined, I don't know if you heard the story during the interview, but they had a girl who had who had cerebral palsy. And after sleeping in an inclined bed, all of a sudden she started walking. Not only walking, she started running 
And she had never walked in her entire life. But um, anyway, I just wanted to mention that. If you need to listen to that interview, just go back to the Veritas Archive, folks, and listen to it. It's probably one of the most powerful things you can ever do. And it's the cheapest thing. It's, it's free. All you need to do is raise your your bed a little bit, incline it depending on the size, and you'll see the benefit. But once again, how can people learn more about your work, Dave and Jaron? Yeah, Jaron. I'm easy to find. It's jaronism.com. That's J-E-R-A-N-I-S-M. Uh, but I got a YouTube channel. Got about 150,000 subscribers at this point. Uh, put out several videos a week. I do a show called Globusters on Sunday on the Globusters YouTube channel, but it's uh, youtube.com slash jaronism. And yeah, we do a Friday show. I do some interviews on Thursdays. David and I have a Monday night raw show. It's a little podcast we do for two hours every Monday night at six Pacific. And you can find that at truthfrequencyradio.com or at the Jaronism Raw YouTube channel. You're up, Dave. Yeah, so for those of you that are unaware, Jaron and I met each other through our research into the cosmology of our world, the globe lie, we'll call it. And uh, the I would say, you know, pretty much 100% of our video and our work is it was um, on that topic. But this has taken precedent. Uh, just like it's taken over your show, Mel, um, yeah. you know, Globusters, we're talking about it on uh, on Jaronism Raw, we're talking about it. I'm even adding, you know, uh, videos on it onto my channel, which is exclusively um, about the world that we live on and that we're not spinning. So um, the place and uh, the place to find me is on my YouTube channel, D-I-T-R-H. It's the initials for Deep Inside the Rabbit Hole. I do a podcast called theflatearthpodcast.com, website by the same name. And uh, I also have an app that will, um, if you are curious about Flat Earth or you're a Flat Earther and you want to wake someone else up to Flat Earth, it is the best tool. It's called the Flat Earth Sun, Moon, and Zodiac Clock app. Long name. If you just go in the App Store or Google Play and type in Flat Earth Clock, it's the number one hit. Um, You can't miss it. It's $2.99. And the reviews are great. So if you're worried about it, just check it out. Uh, you'll love it. Um, besides that, the, the point I want to say is um, the way we got into this mess in the first place is by not knowing where we are. We need to take back this world from the psychopaths who are running it into the ground and enslaving us. And before we do that, you need to know what it is or at least what it isn't. And we'll discuss that. All of that when we come back. One last question before we break. Have you both been affected by YouTube's censorship in the, well, I guess to me in the past year, but they did it again this year. I'm allegedly spreading harmful content. Have you been uh, targeted? <laughs> oh, absolutely. I, I I just had, uh, I have a, a video on uh, on the face mask exemption. It was harmless and they took that down. I got, um, I got a, a, a strike on that. Um, I'm losing, you know, videos all the time. And Jaron, the, the Globuster shows are being removed left and right. Yeah, not to mention our Raw show is being removed. And I mean, right now they seem to be deleting videos just out of nowhere and not causing a lot of people strikes, at least from what I'm seeing. I don't know if they are going to change that. But, but for now, if they think you're talking about something in any way, shape or form that they don't want you talking about, they simply delete the video and uh, move along. So we're seeing that a lot. And that's pretty upsetting because you put a lot of time into that. You know, you sit down for a live stream and do three hours of work or you put up a video where you do days worth of work 
and they just pull it. And again, it's nothing bad in there, and it's really just stopping the idea of free speech. Uh, at first, they used to go off this whole thing, right, that you can't put out hate. So, you know, I can't change my content, and I was never hateful, but I mean, I made sure that I stayed to just giving my opinion, making a point to say it over and over again. This is just my opinion. Believe whatever you want. You can believe anything you want. I'm just giving you my opinion, and even that doesn't work anymore. You're not allowed to give your opinion. So, uh, we do, I try and do a lot of work uh, simulcast on DLive this way. If YouTube ever goes away, at least I'll have a place to be. I've never seen DLive remove any video as of yet. Who knows if that'll change in the future. But there's lots of other options out there. I see people talking about library, uh, which is lbry.com, uh, BitChute. What are some of the other ones, Dave, you've seen people starting to go to? BitChute and li- library are what I'm using. And, uh, you know, we're also putting everything on the website. Uh, stoplookthink.com for all the stuff that YouTube is deleting. Uh, one, one more thing, whether you're looking into the this COVID uh, nonsense or the flat earth, um, if, you, if somebody sends you a video like, hey, check out this video exposing Bill Gates or check out this video proving, you know, the that we can see too far, you'll watch that video and then the next video that'll autoplay will be a YouTube algorithm piece of the opposite, right. just another propaganda piece. The thing that I've done with the app is every day on the app, the featured video is a new video on, uh, on, on Flat Earth and then it's followed by all of the other videos that I have in that playlist. I also have a Corona playlist um, in, in, the, in the app and when you click that, um, that playlist is updated several times a day where we just keep adding new, you know, more and more videos. So if you're looking for information and you don't have time to really search, so most of the stuff is hidden, it's all available on the app and it totally bypasses YouTube's algorithms. Right. The great thing about it is if I go to one of those videos in the app and I share it from there, well, the person that gets it watches that and then it immediately starts playing from the playlist. So it's a way to get around the Google YouTube uh, you know, censorship propaganda machine that will auto recommend uh, some video from the mainstream. Maybe it's a National Geographic uh, or some nonsense that basically takes and turns everything on its head. I've never ever received a strike from YouTube, but last year I was demonetized. Now I'm demonetized again, and that's the day they removed all my Corona Chronicles. The day after, Vimeo, never. I've had them for 12 years. My account just remembers only. They deleted all my Corona Chronicles as well. YouTube, every single day, I lose subscribers. And people come back to me saying, why are you unsubscribing me? By the way, how do you even unsubscribe somebody? So every day, hundreds. Yesterday, we were almost at 93,000. This morning, it's 91,000. How does that happen? So I don't know what's happening. Library, L-B-R-Y, I started using them, but I cannot use them anymore. It takes forever to upload something and it always fails. I'm using BitChute, I'm using Brighton, and what else? Something else. Anyway, we just need to do what we have to do to spread this information. Folks, don't go anywhere. A lot more with David Weiss and Jaron Campanella. This is Mel Fabregas, and you are listening to Veritas. Thank you for listening to the first part of this important Veritas interview. To listen to the rest and all of our material, proceed to the member section or join the Veritas family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. You can make your purchase with a credit card, PayPal, cash, check, money order, and even cryptocurrency. We are now accepting Bitcoin, Litecoin, and Ethereum. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for Focus Life Force Energy, MMS, CBD Pure Hemp Oil, Divinia Water, 
pure organic sulfur, flash drives with all our Sanitas and Veritas seasons, and other great products. And if you're listening on YouTube, like, subscribe, and share it. And click the bell to be notified when new interviews are available. Now, proceed to the members section or subscribe, to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it. Thank you for listening to Veritas. Because you don't want to believe. You want to know.